Now we're moving right into the summer of discontent. There is so much murder. Good Lord. What is going on with the murder? And you know what's crazy? I am uh, now, I think the first time in my life, which for me is something, I am one degree away from a, basically a cold-blooded murderer. My friend Dustin, he did not, the guy is not dead. But, he admitted to shooting the guy in the head. You don't typically shoot somebody in the head if you aren't trying to kill him. I think, I mean, I don't know. It would just seem to be that that would be, uh, you know, my plan. If I was shooting somebody in the head, I'm going to kill you. Not shooting you in the leg, the arm, the abdomen, the knee, the head. So, yeah. There's that. And then, right before I came on here, I find out that uh, apparently, hold on, wait a second. You know that Canton officer that shot that guy on New Year's Eve? He acted in self-defense of a lethal threat in the shooting of James Williams. That, I guess, just, yeah, I mean, yesterday, I guess, I just got notice of it recently. So, yeah, a black guy, you'll be surprised to know, (laughs) getting shot by a police officer. And, uh, you know, it was in self-defense. But, and uh, so I got stories we got to talk about today. But what's insane is those things are not what exhausts me. It's all the paperwork in my life. I had so much paperwork this morning to do before this show. I am exhausted. <laughs> And I just find it so interesting that, you know, I was preparing to talk about my friend that's a murderer, an arsonist, a beater of women. Going to talk about this police officer that killed this black guy. Those are not the things that exhaust me. It's paperwork. I can't tell you how much paperwork steals my soul. (laughs) Which is concerning to me. I, 
I don't understand why I'm wired the way I'm wired, okay? I was talking to a friend of mine. She's like, you know, Sage, I'm getting kind of, I don't get scared easy, but I'm kind of getting scared going over to your place. There's a lot of people over there. And I'm like, yeah, man, there's a lot of people over there. And when we had a tent city a few years back, guns were not a thing. Now, guns are, that's the, that's the playing field. Guns. Everybody's got guns. They're getting them out of, uh, they're getting them out of Hartville Flea Market. Hartville Flea Market, you can go down there and get a gun anytime you want. No background check. The more hillbilly you look, the better. But what happens is people go down there and buy the guns and then sell them to people that can't get down to Hartville. So, now, I do blame all the guns on the conservatives. I do. I do. Because here's the thing. Hold on. Let me pop this baby out here. Pop out. Move this over here so I can keep an eye on you guys. Okay. Um, most homeless people are conservative. Now, the homeless people that are gay or trans, um, typically more liberal, as you might imagine, but for the most part, my homeless friends are conservative. Now, I am sort of uncovering some sort of devil-worshipping cabal going on that I'm not totally privy to. Like, I, I kind of got to figure it out. Like, <laughs> hearing more people talking about. So, yeah, like, Donnie Jean, my friend Donnie Jean, she's like, I don't want to go back into my tiny house. And I'm like, why not? They're like, because they were doing evil Wicca not Wicca, you know, satanic stuff in there. <laughs> really? Really? So I'm not totally up on what's going on as far as my friends who are Satan worshipers. I don't know. They're, I don't know why they don't want to talk to me about their Satan worshiping. What do I care? What do I care who you worship? I will say they're more free to talk to me about their drug use, which is a huge step. The first process, the first step in all of this is honesty. Like getting homeless people to be honest about who they are is huge. Huge. They've been so conditioned, again, I blame it, I think, on the conservatives. They've been so conditioned to be terrified of admitting things like drug use or, you know, petty theft. That they are just like, no, man, I don't use drugs. I don't use drugs. No way do I use drugs. I'm like, you f piece of lying shit. 
<laughs> you use drugs all the time. But no way, Sage, not me. I'm like, bro, I could care. I could not care less. Is that how you say it? I could not care less. Not I could care less. I think it's I could not care less. I could not care less what drugs you use. I am a libertarian. I'm a left leftist libertarian. Okay. Your body, your choice. Do whatever the hell you want. Do the whatever the hell you want in this world. Now, that leads me to my friend Dustin. Here's a picture of my friend Dustin from the... This is from the, uh, I guess what, uh, police, Akron police. Um, look at that face. Now, I have pictures of him with that exact face. It is a face of sadness. Absolute total sadness. He is riddled with so much in that brain of his. So much. So much, so much, so much. Um, I think... You know, according to this article, uh, Fenwick was arrested at a home on Hazel Street on Monday morning, and police said he confessed to the crime. Uh, and then police said Fenwick may also face charges in unrelated crime. He has gone completely off the deep end. Completely. Utterly and Totally. Probably my most impactful memory of Dustin was I was driving into Dave's supermarket and Dustin was in the parking lot. This is years ago, a couple years ago. Tearing off of his clothes and yelling about killing people. And I stopped and I said, hey, Dustin, what's going on? He's like, man, I'm messed up. I got I, like he admitted it. He's like, my I am just there's stuff going on in my head and I am screwed up. And I said to him, hey, well, you want to come over to our place and color? Because he liked to color. He's an artist. He's like, yeah, OK, yeah. So he got in my car and he's just kept going. He's like, man, I just. I can't tell you. Like, I don't remember the exact words, but it was along the lines of, I'm crazy, and I can't stop being crazy. That was basically what he was saying. And then I said, well, hey, do you want to go talk to somebody? And he's like, yeah, in fact, I do. And so I said, do you want to go over to Portage Path? And he's like, yeah, I want to go to Portage Path. I'm like, all right, let's go. And so... I drove over to Portage Path, and I walked in, and I know the magic words. And I said, this is my friend Dustin. He is a danger to himself and to others. At which point they said, please go upstairs. <laughs> 
I walked upstairs with Dustin. I'd never been upstairs in Portage Path before. And I walked over to the people. I said, Dustin, have a seat here. It's like, cool. I went over to the window, and I said, this is my friend Dustin over here. He is a danger to himself and others. And they're like, say no more. He can stay right there. And I said, Dustin, are you cool? He's like, I'm cool. And he said, thank you. And I left. And they treated him. And he came back completely, like I saw him the next few days after that. And he was a new person. And he's like, Sage, thank you so much for taking me over there. They got me my meds. They got me on them. I feel so much better. And he did. He was like, like, serious mental illness looks to me like a possession. It looks to me like Satan has possessed you. That's what it looks like. I can utter, I can totally see why people think people are possessed. Because severely mentally ill people look possessed and act possessed. They look they're crazy. They're just, I'm sorry, I know that's not the word you use, but I'm telling you, they are out of their mind. Completely bonkers crazy. Okay? And this has been the pattern with Dustin for as long as I've known him. As long as I've known him. Before that incident, and the years now blur together, I don't know. I walk out of 15 Broad Street, my building. And I see Dustin, blood all everywhere. He's holding a, like, action figure, like a He-Man or something like that. And he collapses over my trash can, you know, like those big city trash, not, you know, like a, like a, they call him a tote, you know, he collapse, he's holding this like a child. Okay. Like a child. He's holding this action figure. He collapses over my trash can. And I rush over to him, and his leg is just pouring blood. Now, I can't remember what happens after that moment. It all, I, I, lose, I lose that. I don't know if we called an ambulance. I don't know. I just can't remember. I'm sorry. I don't know why, because the, the, the image of him slumped over this trash can holding this child's action figure after being brutally attacked with a machete. The people that attacked him were trying to cut off his leg. Now, this made me mad. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen me mad, but most homeless people have seen me mad. And when I'm mad, 
I'm mad. Like crazy mad. That's why I get along with these people. I lose my fucking shit. And I don't need to call out the names of the people that attacked Dustin. But I know who attacked Dustin. I know exactly who did it. And I called the police. I said, hey, so-and-so tried to cut off my friend Dustin's leg. And I had a police uh, guy contact. And I don't know why I'm going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. He was black. And um, for some reason, I thought that was going to help me. Because if you know anything about me, you know I'm very pro-African-American issues. And I'm like, it's so cool. We got this cool black guy over there. And he gave me his cell phone. And I guess at the time, they were only personal cell phones over there. I don't know. This police officer gave me his personal cell phone number. And he said, if you have problems, call me. So I called him. And I said, hey, so-and-so, also black, tried to cut off my friend Dustin's leg with a, with a, with a um, machete. And he's like, all right, man, I'll look into it. And I don't know the time frame, but it was it was clo- it was not long. The same day, the next day, next couple days, the cop calls me back and says, "Hey, man, there's nothing we can do about this guy." And this is what he says to me. But don't worry. He can't take all of you at once. He's like, you got to just stand up to this guy. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, just get band together. He can't take all of you. Now, that made me mad. Okay? (laughs) i'm like are you fucking me right now because here's the thing now jump forward to last week and our new police officer i was talking about this guy and he said yes that guy is extremely dangerous and on the street we know oh me We know that he is a sociopath. We all know his psychological disorder, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's like like extreme combustible violence or something. Something. And this guy is truly a danger. He comes from Chicago. And in Chicago, he went to prison on, like, weapons charges, shooting his gun, okay? This guy has guns, he uses guns, 
and he's huge. He's a machine. Okay? This guy is a machine. But I was pissed. And so I called the police because you know why? The police tell me to call. Yes, yeah, I'm talking about my friend Dustin, who has now been uh, this guy right here. Uh, Omi asked me if I'm talking about Dustin. Yeah. Uh, this is my friend Dustin here. He is now uh, incarcerated for admitting shooting a guy in the head. And so I'm just telling a story when this other guy tried to cut Dustin's leg off on my property and made me mad. Now, another person, a friend of mine, went to this machine guy, okay, this big scary guy, and ratted me out. Ratted me out. You know why? For free drugs. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah, so, right. Remember, I've told this story before. Right. Omi says, these are people that need institutions, reformed ones, more compassion than the previous ones. Yeah, and I'm getting to that. That's right, Omi. That's 100%. Absolutely, positively right. Um, I get ratted out by this guy. Or not by this guy, to this guy. And he comes to me, and he's, and he's mad. Because on the street, you don't snitch, okay? And I'm sorted down with that. Until you do stupid shit on my property, at which point I get fucking pissed. <laughs> you don't fuck. You, look, here's what I tell my homeless friends and my drug dealer friends. This is exactly what I tell them. I say, look, I'm a businessman. You're a business person because sometimes it's women. I understand business. I understand you got to collect on money, but you do not enforce on my property. I've got a program where I am trying to create a sense of safety. So whenever you got a problem, you either take care of it. Whenever you got a physical problem, you either take care of it off of the land or you come and see me. Give you another example. I just paid somebody's debt. 200 bucks. I walked it down from 1000. <laughs> because I needed to settle this years long dispute of which I'm not going to get involved and talk about. When I buy your debt then you and I can deal. Uh, they, uh, Omi asked what kind of debt. Uh, he, this person stole, from, supposedly, allegedly stole from this drug dealer. About $1,000 worth of drugs and cash. I'm not, that this person is adamant that said they did not steal this stuff. I've been told the scenario over and over again. I don't know. 
I this person looks sincere when they tell me, right, Omi? When they say they don't steal, didn't steal this stuff, but this person is not against stealing. It's complicated. All I know is I cleared it up with $200. Yeah, it's scary business, right. (laughs) As I do this work, I get pulled farther and farther into the inner city workings of the city. Okay? The next up is the uh, gangs. They're all, I've never, I have yet to deal directly with the gangs, but they are all around me. Hell's Angels, uh, the GDs, they are all around me. Woo, Zach comes in with some Putin information. Lightning fast airstrikes for anybody that aids Ukraine. There you go. See, this is how gangsters do it. This is how they do it. They threaten, they try to scare you. Um, okay. Uh, gangs and drugs usually go hand in hand, says Omi. Right. Now, I have made it very clear to anybody, and I will make it clear to you publicly. I am not a drug dealer. I am not interested in getting into drug dealing. I am here for one thing. To help homeless people. Okay? And I'm here to help the most in-need homeless people, which oftentimes are people involved in the drugs scene. Okay? I am not, and I am am absolutely 100% against the war on drugs. The war on drugs has decimated low-income neighborhoods. Thank you, Omi. I... I am not buying drugs for people. I haven't even bought a beer for a person in a very long time. Uh, I used to do that every once in a while. I don't really have the money for that. I I give them cigarettes. Um, I believe that people are going to do what they're going to do, and I wish the war on drugs people would understand that. Drugs are everywhere. Uh... (laughs) Oh, he says I can tell what flavor ice cream for my DNA more and more every day. I believe less and less in free will. Yeah. Interesting. Are they right? Is it true that they knew your ice cream? Did they get it right? Um, so anyways, okay. So back to my story about this machine guy with no emotions, this big dude. Did I say he's black? He's black. Just so you can get a mental picture. Okay, so now I got a black cop and I got a black guy that wants is pissed because I ratted him out to the cops. Okay, so uh, a- absolutely, you're right about that, Omi. Absolutely. Hold on one second. I want to try and get it so people can see what you're saying here. I don't know why it's not. Why is it not? Why is it going over that far? Okay. All right. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I believe what you're saying so much. Yeah, we're going to do what we do. And, um, especially when it comes to our addictions. Okay. 
So anyways, now I got this guy. Just don't be stupid with your Coke, says Zach. <laughs> I got this guy who I've ratted out to the police. I'm like, hey, man, he's coming towards me on the sidewalk. And I'm like, stop right there. And he did. Wow. He's like, hey, man, I just want to talk. I'm like, look, man. And I told him the whole thing. I'm like, I said, you could, we all, the thing is, what you do to other people, I am not going to rat you out when you do shit outside, okay? But when you bring that shit to my place, I'm going to fucking call you out on that shit. And he said to me, can I talk to that cop? And I said, yeah. And I gave this guy that cop's number. And do you know what happened? So that guy calls the cop. He's talking to the cop. After that call, right after that call, I get a call from the cop. Reaming me out for giving that guy his phone number. So when I say fuck the police, I hope you can understand where I'm coming from because fuck that guy. What a fucking asshole. He has the audacity to tell me there's nothing he can do, but that guy, that evil fucker, can't take all of us. Literally his words. Those words are brained into my, burned into my brain. He can't take all of you. I'm like, thanks, asshole. Jesus, fuck. And then he calls me back because I connected him with this known violent drug dealer and he yells at me. So fuck the police. That's what I say after that. And I hope I can get to uh, the murder of Williams, who was murdered by a police officer on New Year's Eve. We'll see. I'm still not done with this story. Now, that was that. That was, I don't know, several years ago. Now, there's a new cop in town, and he's white. He's actually a cop and a fireman, okay? Uh, Skylar says, harm reduction keeps alive people who the officials would rather see dead. That's true. That's 100% true, Skylark. That's right. That's right. They don't want any of these people alive. They didn't want the Native Americans alive on the Trail of Tears. They're trying to kill these people. You absolutely must understand that's the plan. And since they can't steal them, we have so much money, and we lock them up instead. And that's why we have more people incarcerated than anyone else by far in the world. How many Americans are in prison comparatively to other countries? Okay. Uh, ooh, lowest. The world estimates the U.S. incarceration rate is 639. Wait, does it? In 2013, the incarceration rate of the United States was the highest in the world, 716. Okay, that was. And then by 2019, it had fallen to 419. I guess now we're at 639. Okay. 
so here, countries with the most prisoners. Let's just look at it. Yeah, this is what I wanted. I want I want this. So here, look. <laughs> we have 340 million people. China has billions of people. And yet we have 300,000 more prisoners than them. Look at that. So this is this is what we're doing. Since we can't kill them all, we can't exterminate them because we're going to look too much like Hitler. We just put them in jail. And we make it so you just keep going back and back and back and back to jail. That's what we do. That's how we're handling it. So, okay. Now to the last couple months. There's a new cop slash fire guy in town. And he pulls up on my side and he's like, hey, man. He's like, first of all, my office, my name is so and so. I don't know. I I don't know if he wants me to give his name. Nobody's in trouble. That's how he starts. I'm I'm officer so and so, and nobody's in trouble. Nobody's in trouble. And then he explained the situation. He said, "There's an arson, and there's some, there was an arson. Somebody burned down a house, and some people that I know that live here know about this arson." And he's like, do you think I could talk to them? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, I'm looking for this person and this person. Okay. And I said, all right, well, I don't think they're here right now. And I, I don't, I don't lie to police. I never do. I don't No, I'm not, I'm not harboring fugitives. Okay. That's not what I'm doing. Okay. I personally, honestly believe if you have a warrant and you're already homeless, now is a perfect time to get your record cleaned up because it's not going to go away. It doesn't just disappear because you haven't shown up. Just deal with it. But I'm not going to rat you out for little shit. And um, I'm also not going to hide you from the police. I'm not. Um, but I'm also not going to, like, rat you out for drug use. Ugh. No. Anyways. Okay. Anyways, I got a whole... <laughs> I have a whole system in my head. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see back to. Oh, no, sorry. Here. Okay. Uh, Zach, Zach. Uh, Zach says, man, that big building by the bridge on Main Street, I think it's a school or something, was going to trespass me for asking how his day was. <laughs> I believe it, man. I believe it, Zach. I believe it. So, okay. So, that's my first interaction with this new police officer. And I meet up with those people, and they're like, look, man, I, A, I don't talk to police. B, I didn't actually see anything. I heard that this person did this uh, arson, but I didn't see it. I'm like, do you want to talk to him? He's like, no, I don't want to talk to him. I'm like, fine. And I forget if that point, if I told that police officer that those two didn't want to talk to him or not, I don't know. But I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then it's the same case, and another person came to me who had serious issues with the 
person who did the arson. Like violent, like they were they were at, felt physically at risk by this person. And they said, hey, Sage, uh, I know that person and I have information and I would like to talk to that police officer. And so I hooked it up. And uh, and then incidentally, that person didn't go to the meeting, uh, mostly because homeless people have a problem going to any kind of meetings. Uh, I think that's too much stress. But later in the week, that person did end up going to the meeting. And now we're at like last week. Okay, that's the time frame. Now this week, we have Dustin. Now, I'm close friends with Dustin, and I'm close friends with Dustin's, I guess, former girlfriend, I would say. And what I can tell you is Dustin violently, viciously beat her up a few weeks ago. And I threw him out. I threw him out. Now, that didn't stop him. He kept coming back. At that time, I didn't have any physical security. I can tell you, okay, he shot that guy on Saturday. Was I over there on Saturday? I don't think so. I was there on Friday and I was there on Sunday. I don't think I was there on Saturday. I don't, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Um, I got a call from a friend of mine that said, they said, hey, Sage, Dustin is here and he's in the tent with this woman, his girlfriend, former girlfriend. And the person said, there's somebody standing outside the tent like they're guarding it. And I don't know what to do. I'm like, yeah, you and me both. I don't know what to do. <laughs> then, and then the this other person that called me said, you know, they, they saw some things. And, um, and then... I'm going to show you this post that I posted. Uh, wait a second. Yesterday, I think. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do, 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 do. Okay, yeah. So. Yesterday, I posted this. I took a, I took this picture. And then I got this picture from a friend of mine. This is the truck that was caught on fire, set on fire. And I don't know for sure it was Dustin, but it probably was Dustin. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is I then got this message. And I asked this woman, I said, how did they find you? Because Dustin had kidnapped her. And then... This woman said, Patty, our friend Patty, told them where I was. So Patty knew. She said, thank God for her and our little family. She's talking about our community and our village. They made a thousand calls to the police. So check that out. I mean, thousands, probably a little more. Uh, so... I don't know if Patty wants her name on this. I don't know. Anyways. Um, 
<laughs> Patty didn't call the police. Patty, ah, Jesus Christ. See, see, this is what happens. Now people are upset. You know, we're not allowed to talk to the police. We're not allowed to talk to the police. We're not allowed to talk to the police. But your friend is being held by a guy with two guns that is actually going to end up killing somebody that day. But we're not allowed to talk to the police. Okay, so um, okay, I have to relax. Okay, all right. So, um, this woman said, "I didn't want to go with Dustin," she says, "but I knew he had two guns on him, and if, and he would have used them." She said, "Well." He was at our place beating her up. If I didn't go, or if anyone would have tried to stop him. Now, that's not hyperbole. That's legit because he ends up shooting a guy in the head that day. I couldn't let him hurt the people I love, so I just went. Okay. That sounds reasonable to me. Because some people were like, she wasn't kidnapped. She went on her own free will. Man, that victim blaming really scorches my behind. <laughs> so, Patty saved her. That's the message. And then did you see that comment? Does Patty want her name on this? I hope to fucking God she does because Patty saved her life. That's the message. And not just Patty, all the other people that called the police. But do you see how we have this culture of you can't call the police, can't call the police, can't call the police. Now, if you recall my earlier story about that other jackass police officer, I get it. There are many police that just suck hairy, smelly balls. They do. Terrible. Terrible. I've had people, I've had police officers come up our hill in the middle of the night and come into our camp. They're ass, there can be real fucking assholes. Uh, wow, that's an intense story, Zach. Um, but our new police officer has seriously been making really big efforts to be decent. And this is what I believe about police officers. I believe they're basically um, vigilantes. They can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. I mean, look. Uh, did I show you this? This guy here. Okay, here. Let's watch this video. Let's watch this video. Wait, why is there no sound? Oh, okay, hold on. 
Watch this video. For the first time, we're seeing video from the night Canton police shot and killed a man just minutes into the new year. That man reportedly shooting off celebratory. Okay, so this is body cam footage. This man is standing behind this. He's in this little fenced in area. This police officer has made no announcement. Gunfire just after midnight. Sarah Shookman updates that's on the investigation. A warning for you. You may find the video disturbing. Canton police haven't identified the officer who arrived outside James Williams' house minutes after midnight. Body camera video released today shows the officer on 10th Street Southwest talking to his police. 10th Street Southwest, I'm not a Canton expert, but I've been told it's a poor street. It's black and white, but very poor. Radio. Got on my cruise and went up to the porch and I saw him putting the rifle away. Then shots erupt from the backyard. And 10 seconds later, the officer himself fires several times toward a wooden fence. Shots fired. Shots fired. Police, get down now. Canton police That's said Saturday. That's how it went. That's how it went. We can see the process. Pow, 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 pow. Shots fired. Shots fired. Police, get down. I'm down, motherfucker. I'm dead. You win. The officer fired in fear of his safety. Yeah, get him out. Okay. Why is he in fear of his safety when he's running towards the fence? He's the one shooting the gun. The video. He's the one shooting the gun because it's what some people do on New Year's. Shows the family being evacuated to the porch while officers went inside where they found James Williams shot in the chest. He died at the hospital. Now the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations is looking into it. Attorney General Dave Yost told us. A body cam has a particular point of view. It doesn't show you everything. Um, it doesn't show you uh, an awful lot of the context or the other facts that go into it. Look at this guy setting it up. Yeah, man, you don't know the context. The determination of whether something was proper or not. Williams' wife, Marquetta, told several other media outlets James was shooting celebratory gunfire into the air to ring in the new... I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Year. She organized a GoFundMe saying James was a loving father of six lost tragically after Canton police shot him down, quote, in cold blood, unnecessary, without cause. Reserve judgment for now. All of the facts are going to come out. I Reserve judgment for now. All the facts are going to come out. Well, they came out. Promise. Well, the BCI says its independent investigation into his death will take time, but ultimately everything it finds will be shared publicly while that officer remains on administrative leave. Now, the community is rallying around the Williams family, his wife and daughters, and tonight there's a candlelight vigil being held under the title Justice for James just outside their home. It just started at 6 o'clock, and I'm sure we'll have more on that for you tonight at 11, Russ. Mm. All right. Sure, sure. All right. So, uh... This came out uh, yesterday. Canton officer acted in self-defense of a legal threat. Lethal threat. Okay. Does it look like self-defense to you? If, okay, there's a guy shooting a gun around the corner, and I run up and shoot him, 
Am I acting in self-defense? Apparently you are. The city and the police officer fatally shot 46-year-old James Williams on New Year's Day are denying any wrongdoing in the response to a federal civil rights and wrongful death lawsuit lodged against them by the Williams widow, Marquetta Williams, through the law firm Blakemore, Meeker, and Bowler. Uh, in Akron filed the complaint in March. Uh, they're illegally, uh, Okay, so anyways, let's see. Um, let's see what else. Okay. Um, so Huber and the city claim the officer is entitled to qualified immunity, okay, which protects a government official from being held personally liable from paying damages in certain cases. So basically, I'm here to tell you, when you put on that badge, you can shoot anybody you want. Anybody. That's the message. Anybody. Marquetta. Did I say that wrong? I'm sorry. Um, Marquetta. Marquetta? Oh, I apologize. I apologize. Um, so, okay, Ryan Scanlon says, oh, Ryan's here. Hey, what's ever? Uh, let's see. Oh, we got a lot of good things here. Anthony Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. He can talk whatever he wants, Anthony. It's good to see you, Anthony. Uh, it said, Skylark said, he went up on the porch first, looked in the windows, and went around the side and shot James. Skylark says, uh, we didn't, we still don't have the BCI report. Skylark then says, uh, the first, every first of the month, every month is another vigil. That's great. Ryan Scanlon says, here's my less popular opinion. I love those. Those are my favorite. There are many deaths attributed to celebratory fire each year across the nation. Firearms are not party favors. This behavior was negligent to the lives of those around him and because the, of the officer's response, also his own. Okay. I can appreciate that, but I feel like it is unclear if we are allowed to shoot off guns on the 4th of July. Are we or are we not allowed to shoot off guns on the 4th, uh, not the 4th, yeah, the 4th, is that the 4th of July? Yeah, I don't know, four, anytime, 4th of July, New Year's Eve, okay? Are we allowed? I don't know. I thought we were allowed because whenever I go out to the country, I got country friends. They love it. They love pulling out their guns and shooting them. Pow, 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 pow. And I don't know if you've ever heard on the 4th of July, but all around town, they got all kinds of firecrackers. Pow, 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 pow. They got all of that. Should that not be allowed? If that had been firecrackers and that police officer shot him, would he still have gotten off? I bet he would have. I bet he would have. He thought his life was in danger. That's all you need to know. So, um, I'm sorry. I believe it's racist. I believe that white cops are afraid of black people. White cops come from white neighborhoods that uh, rarely have good interactions with black people. The only, the only black people they ever interact with are uh, violent murderers. And so to them, every black person is a violent murderer. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. 
And um, to the black community, they're like, nothing changed since the 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 largest protests in American history, the Black Lives Matter protests, and now they're uh, defaming BLM, the Black Lives Matter people, of course. You know, the white people are. Um, yeah. So... What I what it looks like to me is uh, we we put some sacrificial lambs up there. That one guy that st- you know uh, 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 sat on that you know st- kneeled on that guy's neck forever and killed him. They're like, yeah, buddy, sorry, that's a lot of video footage of you doing that. Uh, you got to go to jail. But it's over now. It's over now. Um, it was so funny. Like I was working with uh, organizations that right after all of that were like. Diversity is so important. They've literally taken down their diversity, equity, inclusion statements from their website. They're not doing it anymore. It lasted, I don't know, three months. The DEI stuff lasted, I think, three months. They're over it. They're over it. Uh, The largest protests in American history, I think we got three months of uh, momentary, uh, you know, uh, temporary change. That's what I think. I really think so. Um, I don't know what black people are going to do. Um, let's put some ideas on the table. Uh, start a civil war. Okay. Leave the country. Um, Run for more political office? I don't know. I don't know. Just get shot, I think, is really the answer. Yeah, it's just you know, collateral damage being black. You're just going to have to get shot a few times by police. Because it is absolutely true that you can't do the same things white people can do when you're black. Black people cannot do the same things as white people. We all know it's true. We all know it's true. All right. Now, let me go back, make sure I finished up my story about Dustin and his girlfriend and this police officer, this new police officer. This new police officer has been making incredible, and did I say he's white? I don't know why I want you to know that he's white. The jerk cop was black because I don't want you to think I'm always like, oh, if he's black, he's great. No, 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 no. There's terrible people that are black and terrible people that are white. And there's great people that are black and great people that are white. Okay, that's my message. Okay, I do think that uh, black people get shot more than white people. We know it's true. It's fact. (laughs) I think there's I think there's systemic racism in, in America. And now, in fact, we're not even allowed to talk about it in the schools. Uh, because, you know, we can't have white children's fragile egos be, uh, uh, you know, troubled by our inconvenient past and present and future. <laughs> My little schmoopy isn't a racist. Oh, fuck you. Of course he is. Of course he's a racist. He's your kid, isn't he? <laughs> of course he's a racist. Anyways, um... Um, 
being racist doesn't mean you're evil. You're just ignorant most of the time. That's mostly what racism is. It's not that you're an evil ass. I mean, racist can be evil ass, but most racism is just ignorance. You're just doing stupid things that you don't even know that you're doing. <laughs> That's all. It's okay to be racist. It's okay. It's practically natural to be racist. Okay? Um... It is. It's not even practical. It is natural to be racist. It's totally fine. I'm not. But it's not fine that it's creating these systemic things where black people have a uh, higher infant mortality rate, uh, are die younger, get worse treatment in the hospitals, have a twice as high eviction rate. That's systemic racism. That's what's not okay. <laughs> The other stuff, this little individual petty stuff where we're like, I hate black people. Okay, buddy. That's cool. It's okay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I don't usually. I, I have a lot of good friends that are racist. Um, Not because they're racist. They're just my friends. What are you going to do? But I have to have a purity test for all my friends? I wouldn't have any friends. I don't have many friends anyways. Anyways! I'm very thankful for this new police officer. And what he's doing is he's building trust. I now have had several people talk to him. Because I'm like, look, we can find common ground. And that's my message to everybody. We can find common ground. I don't believe in the war on drugs. I don't believe drugs should be illegal. I'm not going to help you find drug users. I will help you find asshole drug dealers that are murderous thugs just because the murderous thug part not that they're selling drugs somebody's gonna have to sell the drugs god damn it <laughs> since the government won't let anybody else do it people are gonna get drugs the supply the demand is absolutely there okay somebody has to sell the drugs <laughs> it's just how it is so i'm not gonna hate you for selling things that people are like uh, uh, absolutely dying to have. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But when you start acting, doing really bad, evil, violent shit, um, or even intimidating my friends, then we got problems. And that's where I can see eye to eye. When you start burning down houses, when you start burning down tents, when you start coming on my land and roughing people up, I'm going to the police. I am. You want to call me a snitch? Fuck you. You're a dick. <laughs> You're pushing propaganda on weak people. You're like, you can't go to the police. You can't go to the police. You know who says that? The leaders, the, the drug, the people that are doing the evil shit. Snitches get stitches. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you. You're a fucking dick. Treat people with respect. Give them a decent product. If they don't pay you, I wish you would not put uh, uh, them on credit. But then that's a different story. Take it off land. You got to do what you got to do. All right. Uh, the world is crazy. But you know what? You are good. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. I am. You fill me with hope and joy and love. You, you, 
You are the ones that make it all worthwhile because you are so good. You're so incredible, so wonderful, and I love you so much. All right, everybody. Have a great day. I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.